All right. Back on the show. If you'd like to be a part of it, you certainly can, and I welcome it. So shoot me a text on the country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. Kind of a tip of the cap to our friend and co-worker and co-host and producer and IT guy and, <laughs> and a little bit of everything, Roger Lamb, who went to be with the Lord last week. And so a lot about Roger today. I love hearing everybody's takes and uh, memories and things they thought about. Uh, so shoot me a text. Roger loved music. I picked out a song or two that I knew he loved. Um, this was one from George Jones. We talked about this no one at one point. Kind of apropos. Red-headed stranger, a man in black and false. Let's see, Grumpy said, saddened about Roger, what a talent, what a guy, a good soul, praying for him and his family. We will miss him. Who's gonna fill their shoes? Who's gonna fill their shoes? Who's gonna stand that tall? Who's gonna play the opera? And the Wabash Cannonball Who's gonna give their heart and soul To get to me and you Lord, I wonder Who's gonna fill their shoes uh, Derek on the text line says, Matt, can't imagine how tough this is for you and your crew. Most people are afforded the ability to go to work and have that time to reflect without having to talk about it. You guys are in my prayers, and of course, Roger's family. Thanks for being that rock for your radio family from Derek. Derek, hey, I'm just, you know, I told uh, Beaver before we came on the air, I said, yeah, I don't know how it's going to go. And, you know, it's just one of those where I hope I can continue to talk without getting choked up because I'm telling you, I'm ugly as it is. You ought to see me when I get choked up. Ugh, hard to look at <laughs> and uh, listen to, and I really... So far, the Lord's kind of just, you know, giving you the strength that you need, I think, to this point. Uh, the Mailman in Jackson says, I've been unplugged the last few days, and this news of Roger's passing is a shock. He was funny, knowledgeable, and made me feel like a friend, even though we never met. He will be missed, and I'm truly sorry for you and us for this loss. God bless. Um, Antonio, <laughs> bringing up that, Roger, we really laughed, and he got a great big kick out of that. Me pointing out that line in that commercial. It was a baseball game commercial, and right in the middle it just said, too hot to handle, too cold to hold. I'd bring that up, and Roger would laugh his head off. There was just <laughs> something funny about it. It really was. <clears throat> Unnamed texture says, Roger was a great man. He always seemed larger than life coming out of those radio speakers. And like JB said, you meet him in person. He's a big guy now. He's a big one. I am going to miss. You know, when I would come to uh, Jackson pretty regularly, I'd always get there, you know, early, and Beaver and Chris would be on the air, and the first thing I'd do, I'd just go to Roger's office and sit down and hang out with him. He was working, pecking away on his computer, but he'd always tell me, you know, what was going on around the station and – uh. 
he had this big picture of Johnny Cash, a young Johnny, a black and white picture of a young Johnny Cash, and really cool looking deal, you know, and in his prime, and he had it right there across from his desk, and it was on the floor, and you know, just leaning up against the wall. And I asked uh, Rogers, "You want me to hang this up?" He said, "No, no, no. I like it where it is, right there. It's eye level when I sit down at this desk." <laughs> see, so he wasn't putting Johnny Cash's picture on the wall so somebody else could see it. He had it in his office so he could see it. He wanted it eye level when he sat at his desk. All right, uh, phone line, Divini Equipment phone line, Anti-Shark Rebel Paul. Hey, Paul, what's up, man? Hey, guys, how are you? Hanging in there. I just, I, I was just telling me, but I didn't hear about Roger until uh, the previous show and extending him uh, my condolences, and I, I do to you, too, and I know it's, I know it's hard because I just lost a very, very close friend uh, recently, and you're just going to have to remember the good times because I know with him there had to be a lot of them. And uh, I, I really appreciated him. And you're in good hands with, with Beaver, though. I mean, he, he'll take care of you. No doubt about but, it. Uh, no doubt but about I know, it. I know both of you and I know everybody there is going to miss, miss him. And I called in a couple of weeks ago, and, and you know I'm a big old Miss fan. Mm-hmm. But I had to brag on the prelude to your show. I just thought it was so good, or I still do think it's good. I did not realize that Roger, I guess, composed that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we collaborated on it. Mm-hmm. Collaborated, okay? Because yeah. he made a comment after I was on off the phone and on the show about, well, I guess we'll have to keep that around another week or two. <laughs> but anyway, well, and see, that was kind of a running thing. You know, we started the show, uh, I guess this would have been August of 2018, and that entire football season we had that open, and the conversation right. was, well, we'll once we get done with football, this first football season, we'll change it up or whatever. And we never did, and and there was this deal where at one point I told Roger, I said, yeah, I'll come up with something else. I, I'll come up with it. You know, you, you're busy. I'll come up with that. And then he, a week later he asked me, you get you got anything figured out? You know what you want? Ah, no, I don't know. And then one week turned into one month, and then one month turned into three months. Next thing you know, it was <laughs> nearly a year later. We're still using it. And then he started to, on purpose, pick on me because I had procrastinated so badly on getting a new open. And and he was like, "Well, look, you you might as well just leave it now <laughs> if you're not going to redo yeah, it by now." Well. It, I tell you, I've been around a long time. I'm soon be 57 and i appreciate hearing jack crystal's voice again although i'm a huge old miss fan i always was just captured by jack crystal's voice mm-hmm. and i don't know if you remember or old enough to remember stan torgerson oh yeah he was at old miss the two of them were you know old miss and state and back and forth and you know they were just great one from people one from meridian but but they did a great job and and one other thing, I've always been impressed with both Steve uh, and uh, Roger. When I would call in, I may not call in for two weeks, but hey, Paul, how are you? <laughs> like, I'm the you know it's me. So, anyway, Isn't that funny? I either got a very good voice or a very bad. I don't know. But anyway, they, they, they seem to have a heck of a memory. But yeah. y'all carry on, and uh, I'm glad to hear the things you said or the, the previous caller about 
Roger being involved in all the ministry that he was. I wasn't aware of that. But, mm-hmm. uh, sounds listen, like Paul, be. I'm and telling you, this is not, this. listen, this is not an exaggeration. Almost a day didn't go by that he didn't say something to me about the youth group that he worked with at his church or about that Wells Fest that he was so involved with helping to uh, to put on. You know, he was voted the chair of it, so he had a lot of responsibility with it. He It, it meant a lot to him, both those things. And he'd tell me some, you know, some funny stories. And I admire that so much about him. One of the things I said earlier in the show, Paul, was that I made some bullet notes of things I would say about him to describe him. And Roger had this, he had this put himself out there ability, air quotes, put himself out there, you know, and, and regretfully I've always, I've, I've never had that. I've always been jealous of that. I've wanted that. I don't have it. It doesn't come to me naturally. And Roger was this guy who like he, he, he just had this, uh, he just put himself out there, just totally do right. it. And like, here's this guy who, and he's working all these hours and doing all this stuff for his job and, and, and then goes home and goes and volunteers and leads a youth group and teaches youth Sunday school, you know, and he just put himself out there. And I think that's something that we all really need to, I know I do. And I think we all do. We need to look at that and go, you know what? People who, whether it's easy or whether it's tough, who find ways to, quote, put themselves out there, even when it's uncomfortable or even when it's a little tough at first, those are the people who a lot of times get the most out of the years they have. And I think we all need right. to learn from that. Well, he, he got a kick out of one thing that, that I would do a time or two when I call. And I've told you that my beautiful wife, is, went to Mississippi State, yeah. and yours obviously went to Ole Miss. Right. And I wouldn't say anything complimentary to you. I would say, uh, like in a couple of texts, uh, God bless the homecoming. <laughs> right. <laughs> and hotty toddy. And you would never return the hotty toddy. <laughs> no, I ain't going to do but that. Huh? <laughs> I will get on to you the other day when Chris Labonis was on your show a week or so ago when he said Hell State, you went Hell State right after him. Yeah. So, well, discriminating against my rebel side. Well, love I'm, hey, I, I'm love you too, Paul. I'm I'm okay. guilty. I will say Hale State. Probably not going to be saying a whole lot of hotty toddies, but hey, that doesn't mean Paul and I can't be buddies. <laughs> yeah, Roger did get a kick out of that. God bless the homecoming queen. One time, Roger, I mean Paul, got it mixed up and put God bless Miss America on there, and he meant to put homecoming queen. So we're rolling along. We'll stop the streams for you and get them going for hour number two. So join us for that. Stick around. Hour two on 105.9 The Zone. Stay with me. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. 
It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks and spot. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right. Let's do it. Hour number two of the show kicking off right now. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance in all 82 counties throughout the state of Mississippi. And what that means is the uh, home team. Hometown Heroes, your local insurance agent in your county, wherever that is. It's probably someone you already know. In so many cases, it's someone who's from right there. And they kind of understand, you know, who you are, what's going on, what the town's like, what the community's like, and who you know, you know. And and so that's your hometown hero, somebody you can deal with one-on-one, face-to-face, in any situation, not only just buying and getting the right kind of coverage that you need from an insurance standpoint, but then when an accident happens or something happens and you need to make that claim. You just talk to that person. And it's really a a one-on-one personal feel that you wish you could have that in any business. You can't. You wish you could, but you get it with Farm Bureau. And also we stay connected to you here on the show because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire, customer inspired. All right. So, um, there is news in the sports world, obviously. I mean, you got stuff out there popping up all over the place. You've got Dak Prescott getting a franchise tag, exclusive franchise tag, which means he's franchised, but and he cannot sign with anybody else. He's going to be a cowboy, and then they'll redo this whole contract thing at the end of, what, one year? He's still going to make, what, $32 million for the next year? So not a whole lot to complain about. But they'll get the long-term deal done later if they get it done. You have Chris Jones being franchise tagged by the Chiefs, but his is not exclusive, which would open it up to the ability to sign with other teams. Uh, as my dad would say, I don't understand all I know about that. <laughs> so uh, we're going to read a little further into that. You also have news today of the MHSAA, high school sports, Um announcing today that they are suspending all spring sports and activities because of the coronavirus outbreak until March the 29th at the earliest. And you know how that goes. I mean, you you set it on out there, and then you start to reevaluate as you get closer to that date. That's not a hard line where definitely past March the 29th, they're going to pick it back up. That's not the way this is going to work. This is just the MHSAA saying, at the earliest, March the 29th, we'd pick back up activities. Now, as I read this, it says, has suspended all spring sports and activities. That's going to include practices. It includes all sanctioned contests, practices, no matter if a school is open or closed during that time. And so it's everyone doing their part to limit the spread as best we can. And that's what we can do. You know, you do your part, 
I do mine. We trust each other. That's how teams work. You know, it's like on this radio show. Beaver does his part. If he doesn't, it falls through. I do my part. If I don't, it falls through. But together, we each do our part, and we get through it. And move on to the next one. That's the way this works. All right. Uh, but obviously here on this show, if you listen to hour number one, um, today is a day where we have talked a lot about, and, and I think we will continue to talk a lot about our friend Roger Lamb, who uh, went to be with the Lord last week unexpectedly, uh, late one night. I think it was on Wednesday night, the 11th. <clears throat> And uh, I was in South Alabama with my family. You know, last week was spring break, so my daughter was out of school. And we were all together in South Alabama visiting my dad at his home and small farm down in Dothan, Alabama. And I woke up on that Thursday morning and was up early. This was prior to 8 a.m. I was up, dad and I were just having coffee, sitting in his living room talking. And I got a text from Jake Wimberly. And it just said, hey, give me a call if you can, which is a little, all of a sudden you kind of perk up and you go, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on? You get a text like that before 8 a.m. And so I called Jake and he gave me the news and uh, that Roger had passed away the night before. And um, just, uh, I'm just floored, just a shock to my system, you know, like it has been for all of us. And, um, you know, how emotions go. Um, I was already, you know, a little melancholy that morning because we were going to have to leave. And I love being at my dad's place and my daughter loves being there. My wife loves being there. You know, it's like, uh, you know, just kind of getting away from the hustle and bustle. We go there and we hang out with people we love. And my daughter loves to, you know, look at the chickens. My dad raises chickens and she loves to look at them and, reach over in the uh, chicken coop and pull the eggs out, you know, harvest the eggs every day. She loves that. She got chased by the rooster. We got a good picture of that. That's fun. My dad has a great big yellow lab named Moses that my daughter absolutely adores. There's cows right across the street. There's a big pond. We went fishing. She caught several fish, you know I mean? It's just riding on a tractor and all those different things. And uh, it was great. And we were, I was kind of down. I woke up that morning because we were going to have to leave and then got the news about Rogers. So that, that five and a half to six hour drive home Thursday morning was rough. It was rough. And then of course, everything else going on in the world, you know, the, the quarantine and all that was just getting going. And it was, it was just odd, you know, and rough. And so get this beaver and, and Ponto, I know you're hanging on, hang tight for me, buddy. I'm coming to you. I promise. I just wanted to get this in here. Listen to this beaver. So I turn on Pandora on my phone in the car. Do you ever, you know, access music via Pandora? Not as much as I used to, but I, I used to be big into Pandora. Yeah. And well, it shows you how old I am. Cause I still think that's modern. I know everybody's like gravitated over to Spotify. I just have this old Pandora thing with all these different stations on it. Well, my wife doesn't want me handling the phone while I drive. And so I just clicked on Pandora and I said, here, just pick one of those stations. And I've got stations set up on Pandora. Well, I have a Dolly Parton station on there and she clicked it. 
That's the one she chose. We plugged it up. And the first song that came on was Coat of Many Colors from Dolly Parton. The second song that came on was Coward of the County from Kenny Rogers. And as I was listening to that, we were driving. We were still we were around Troy, Alabama, listening to that song from Kenny Rogers, Coward of the County. And when it got to the final verse, if you all know the song, I don't know, it really hit me hard. I think with all the other emotion already building up inside, it kind of hit me hard. I didn't burst out crying, but I sort of wanted to for some reason. You know, you just your emotions are welling up. It was kind of odd. That was Thursday morning. Well, fast forward to our friend Roger's funeral on Saturday morning. And the man you heard in hour one, our friend JB, Brojo, he was officiating the funeral. He told a story. And he said that the last night that he spent with Roger, they're having dinner with him over at Roger's house a night or so before Roger passed away. So they were watching Hee Haw together and laughing at it, having big laughs watching Hee Haw. And right towards the end, a song came on there at the end of Hee Haw that Roger really liked. And said he told John, hey, shut up, shut up now, listen. And they listened to the song. And towards the end of the song, Roger stood up in his house and belted it out and sang it at the top of his lungs, the last verse. And the song was Coward of the County by Kenny Rogers. Now, maybe that all is a coincidence. I don't know. But maybe it's not. I don't know. Let's do some text and phone calls. Here we go. Divini Equipment Phone, 995-1059. Ponto is hanging on and has been so kind to hang on for a little while while I told that story. I appreciate that, Ponto. Hope you're doing okay. Well, not in the least. You know, I uh, didn't know about what had gone on until I listened to Chris' show. When the sports world was canceled, yeah. I uh, I more or less canceled 105.9. <laughs> so I didn't <laughs> Don't hear about do that. Roger until... <laughs> You know, I didn't hear about Roger until Chris show. And I mm-hmm. go, oh, man, it shook me, too. Yeah. But I don't want to get on my soapbox today. And no, there, that song wasn't coincidence. There are no coincidences in life. Isaiah 45, 7, mm-hmm. God says, I create all good. I create all evil. The wind doesn't blow unless God causes it. Mm-hmm. There are no accidents or coincidences. But what I want to suggest is let's do something to perpetuate Roger's memory, and I want to volunteer my time and services. I've been around in sports for 70 years, a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, that's Boys Club 1950, uh, Hiawatha <laughs> Street in Jackson, Mississippi. That's when it started. Pee Wee football and what have you. Uh, AAU boxing team, all this stuff, and sports has a clan ledger. So I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So let's get something started to perpetuate, I'm suggesting, his memory. And, of course, I know you got a better shot at it than I do. No, Any kind I, of event to, with, the, with the name uh, Roger Lamb on there because he touched so many people. And you know what you said about being his best friend was so true. And uh, Beaver's got a tough task and tough dudes to He's going I mean, because I know that Roger put in the hours. And I don't want to get sentimental and get choked up, but what you guys do is very important. And you, all of you guys, Chris, uh, everybody is like family. You know, even <laughs> even though hard nosed Jake, you're all. <laughs> are like part of the family. So this is 
this is like a family member. So whatever we can do, I'll shut up. Get back with me and uh y'all hang in there. We're gonna find some something in the sports world to, to visit, you know, sometime soon. <laughs> uh maybe not before March twenty ninth, but uh it'll be back, I guarantee you. Yeah. Uh, it'll, so it'll that's be all back I want to say. Point. And call on me, whatever I can do to get this thing and uh on the ball something to perpetuate his name and memory. Yes. Okay? Okay, Ponto. And, and, you know, great job today, and I appreciate what you said about your dad and, and the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a good time down there. We really do. Ponto. Right. God, let, me let, you, let me shut up. God bless. All right. God bless. Appreciate it. And, and that's a great idea. We'll do it. There will be some things that I'm sure will be discussed, and uh, Ponto will let you know. I appreciate that very, very much. Um. Curtis on the country pleasing text line says, Hey Matt, I just wanted to say a word about Roger. I've had dealings with Roger for about seven years now. I'll work on the office equipment at alpha media. For those of you who don't know the parent company of this radio station and several others, alpha media. He says, as you know, I don't think he can be replaced with one person. He did so many things there. One thing I'll always remember about Roger is that he could talk to anyone about any subject. And that is absolutely true. Beaver, <laughs> how dead on accurate is that sentence? He says he could talk to anyone about any subject. How accurate is that? <laughs> uh, extremely. He really, uh, you know. And it's one of those things, you know, I heard Chris earlier on the gridiron and I thought it was an accurate statement. He's when he did the show with Roger last week, when you were out, not feeling well, he said, you know, Roger would just throw these different references out there and you had no idea where they came from. Or at first you'd miss it. I did the same thing. You know, there were times when he'd absolutely throw out this great reference or this great interjection on something that ties in, but it was about four steps ahead of where I was. (laughs) And I'd go, well, what do you mean? <laughs> and I have to get him to explain it because that's right. There was really no subject that he was not comfortable talking about. Curtis says he will be missed. And Curtis, you're right. And I thank you for your text. Bama in Madison on the country, please. And text Roger will be greatly missed. I hope you're all able to celebrate his life more versus mourning his death. That's what he have wanted, what he would have wanted. And just from what I knew about him, man, that guy knew how to live. Chief texts uh, the country, please, in Texas. Sorry to hear about Roger. No, y'all were tight. Just got off cruise, so I'm just now hearing of his passing. Chief, what cruise have you been on, and what was that like? You know, I don't know that that's necessarily the exact segue I would need into this coronavirus stuff, uh, Beaver. But I was, I found a. A YouTube video last night, I, I, I wasn't looking for it. It was just one of these that was suggested. And it was like an older couple that they are English. That's the way they describe themselves. Of course, they had the, the British accent, but I, I didn't say they were British. You know, they, they describe themselves as English. But they were on a like a Japanese cruise. This man and his wife, he looked like they were probably in their 70s, both of them. And they got it. They got the virus on this Japanese cruise, and he had about a 45-minute on-camera vlog, if you will, 
recounting the whole story of how it all happened. And now they're like, it's like he's been in Japanese hospitals for, I think, two and a half or three weeks now and has basically recovered, is and has recovered. And I think he's posted a more recent video where the guy is actually at home now. He and his wife have made it home, but it was a big ordeal to get them home. But uh, the whole cruise thing, Chief, so I'm, I'm glad you're texting. Hope you're okay. But, you know, with everything going on right now, we hear the word cruise, and immediately we go, oh, no. Did they have you, like, stuck on the boat, just floating out in the water there for a week or two? I'd like to know more details about this cruise. Rhett says... Um, what do you say? As the teddy bears and Amy Winehouse sang, to know him is to love him. Is that a song? Roger would want some hymns played raucously. <laughs> no doubt. One of the things on the soundboard, I don't know if it's on the soundboard, but he did come up with it here recently, was that version of um, Jesus is on the main line. And man, Roger loved to hit that button and play that song every now and then on this show. And he also loved the sonic boom. So maybe we ought to get into some of that before the show's up. He loved the sonic boom. Nick says on the text line, going to miss Roger's witty remarks. He now has a seat at the table. Norman with a long text. It says, Matt, I want you to know I laid down last night and told my wife amongst all this, some people have other tough things going on. He says, we have a senior daughter in high school and it's upsetting for things to be canceled and all that. But Matt has lost a close friend, co-worker, and all these cancellations have rocked his uh, day and way of living. Norman says, I feel like I know you and also felt like I knew Roger. Praying um, for him. Thank you so much, Norman. Appreciate your text. Another uh, set of kind words about Roger from an unnamed texture. The jerk says, I know you're hurting. Sorry, bud. Uh he says, the best mic drop by Roger. Yep, no doubt. He goes, well, the first time I met Wayne Newton, I am not kidding you. He said, he, I was in the studio with him and Jackson. And I even forget the context of the conversation, but he looked right at me and he goes, well, let me just tell you. The first time I met Wayne Newton, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You got me. That's it. You've got me. You have completely hooked me in. I don't even really need to hear anything else. You just said not only have you met Wayne Newton, but apparently multiple times you've hung out with Wayne Newton. Who's, I mean, no kidding. That's the line of all lines to start a conversation. Well, look, the first time I met Wayne Newton, <laughs> when Roger said that, I just loved it. <clears throat> Absolutely loved it. Jay in Baltimore. Good to hear from you, Jay. I know this is a tough time for you. Big baseball fan and no baseball. <clears throat> Jay in Baltimore on the Country Pleasing text line says, I still remember my first few calls into the show. I do a lot of prep to convince Roger to put me on the air. Jay says, I loved when I got to the point when I would call and just say, Roger, it's Jay in Baltimore, and he would get me straight on the air. He made me feel like I was important to the show. Same with me. That would um, that would describe me too, Jay. He made me feel like I was important to the show. 
Grumpy agrees with Ponto on the text line. And finally, Jason says, LOL, I remember a surprisingly long discussion with Roger about Phil Collins and Genesis one day. <laughs> Says he brought tears to my eye when he played Copperhead Road for me. He was much better at listening than he was talking. Jason says, most people don't do that anymore. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, and again, I there have been several that have texted, and, and we're going to flip here shortly, but there have been several that have texted and, and mentioned that, you know, our friendship, that's the thing. I, I knew Roger for less than two years, but it felt a lot longer than that. But I hope as you do think about and pray for uh, the situation here at the radio station, pray for those that have known him for such a long time. He worked here for 20 years. You know, <clears throat> some people worked with him for 10, 11, 12, more. So it's a big loss. All right. A little info on a couple of those sports stories coming up next as we get closer and closer to the end of the show today. And I appreciate everything from you. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio alongside Beaver. And you, you can be a part of the show. Text me, call me. We're in the Farm Bureau studio, connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Major League Baseball news release. They just put it out here. Let's see here. 17 minutes ago. So uh, just here very recently after we uh, started hour number two of today's show. So this is from Major League Baseball. It says today, Commissioner Robert Manfred Jr. conducted a conference call with the 30 clubs of the Major League of Major League Baseball. Following last night's newly updated recommendations from the Centers for Disease Control and prevention, restricting events of more than 50 people for the next eight weeks, the opening of the 2020 regular season will be pushed back in accordance with that guidance. Here's a question for you. Will this, I don't want to use the word miraculous, but uh, I don't know what the right word is. Will this uh, almost incomprehensible break in everything including flow the the flow of sporting events the the normal calendar and cycle of seasons will this break hard break you know in radio we have a term called a hard break that that's what we have on this show we're going to commercial break whether i stop talking or not that thing's got a clock on it when that music ends boom it's going to commercial whether I have said bye or not, <laughs> hard break. 
whether we wanted it or not, we got a hard break in everything in the sports world right now. Will this hard break and interruption in the seasons, will it benefit Major League Baseball that was trying to play catch up and was wondering how to find a new audience and how to reach younger generations? Will it help Major League Baseball? Will it help it to reestablish itself? Or will it prevent it even further? Will it make it even harder for baseball? And I say that with the you know obvious context of even though there's no football games going on, the NFL is still dominating the news. The NFL puts out today, we're going to have the draft. We're just not going to do it in front of a live audience, but we're going to have the draft and we're going to have it at the normal time and we're going to televise it somehow, some way. And Dak Prescott gets his franchise tag and you know, this trade and that trade. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're, the NFL is finding a way to dominate the news when there is no news in sports. But what about baseball? They're supposed to be playing right now. And now a news release says it's going to be a while. I wonder if all this will, I wonder if there's a way that you look up and you go, you know what? That actually helped people to appreciate it when it came back. People jump back on board more than they would have had they just started at the normal time and never had coronavirus. Or where there will possibly be another alternative. I mean, I don't know that I know the answer. I just wonder what everybody thinks. Uh, we can talk about that, among other things. Paul is back with us on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. The sun is out where I live today. Man, I got a mess at my house, and I need to go to Divinity and get a zero-turn mower and a trailer <laughs> and go to work. Paul, thanks for calling back, man. What's up? Hey, man, I, I apologize for calling back, but when I got off the phone with you all ago, you brought up uh, the fact that about two or three weeks ago, uh, when I finished my conversation with you, yeah. I said, God bless Miss America. You did. I thought that was, you meant to say homecoming queen. Did I get that wrong? Obviously, I did. Okay. But then you went on to say, <laughs> they really love their Miss America, the old Miss, and they embarrassed the crap out of me. And, and I'm telling you, it's kind of funny, because this is one of the stories I remember about Roger. I called back, and I said, Roger, you've got to help me. He said, what? I said, I just told Matt, God bless Miss America. I meant to homecoming queen <laughs> would you please get that on air because there's people on here that listen to the show that knows me that's going to think I've lost my mind I said I don't care about any homecoming queen <laughs> or Miss America from 50 years ago I said I meant that as a joke to Matt about God bless the homecoming queen <laughs> so, that's great because you know what I remember about that I, that's it you were talking about I remember him immediately telling me he immediately came over the microphone. I think it might have been during the commercial break. He goes, hey, hey, hey. He said, Paul wanted me to tell you he meant to say homecoming queen. And then we got a great big he's kick out of it. Yeah. Oh, he laughed. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of funny, but at the time when I said it, yeah. I said, I asked him, I said, Roger, did I really say Miss America? He said, yeah, you did. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. I said, I don't care anything about a Miss America 50 years ago. I meant that is a joke, as I always do to Matt, about the homecoming. Yeah, and I missed and, it. 
I, it went right over my head because when I read Miss America, I just went, I started connecting all these bridges in my head. I'm thinking, okay, right. Paul, Paul's an old Miss fan, so he's another one of these that wants to remind me about all the Miss Americas. You, you just said connecting bridges? Yeah. My last name is Bridges. Paul is it? Bridges. Paul Bridges. All right. We got you. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, all take right. care, and I will say again, God bless the home. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the live with a dog. Absolutely. Bless her heart. Thank you, Paul. Man, uh, the homecoming queen made an emergency uh, grocery run when the rest of the world was sleeping. Uh, little, Not last night, but maybe a couple of days ago. <clears throat> and uh, Beaver, she came home with the essentials. Now, if I were to say to you, in this day and time, if somebody comes home with the essentials, what do you think I'm talking about? Well, it's funny because we kind of talked about this earlier. Now, people like Chris Brooks, their essentials are Oreos and milk. Duds. <laughs> Oreos and milk duds. If we're going to have a quarantine, we got to make sure we have plenty of Oreos. So that's Chris, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Your wife. I, I don't I feel like maybe we're heading towards. A, can- a candy situation with her too i don't no. know her but yeah you know no. chocolates and whatnot maybe. you know what now one of the things she did bring home were these apple cider this is how old we're getting apple cider vinegar chewable gummies <laughs> because and they do taste like candy somebody told her or something about how important it is to take a swig of apple cider vinegar mixed with honey or some BS like that. And they supposedly like she's convinced it makes all the difference in the world in your, your health and, you know, immunity and all this stuff. And, but she can't stand it. She just can't, she cannot stomach taking a sip of apple cider vinegar. So she went and got these chewable gummies that actually taste good. They're kind of like candy and you're supposedly getting the same benefit. So that is one thing she came home with. But when I said essentials, what I meant was, Three things she came home with extra toilet paper. Number one, number two, uh, soap. Okay. To wash her hands with and stuff. And number three, two packages of country pleasing sausage. <laughs> Cause she knows me and she bought me the original flavor and the jalapeno with cheddar, which I've not had yet. It'll be a first for me when I have it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of jalapeno. I, I like hot stuff. The hotter, the better. I had some jerky one time, beef jerky, and it was the flavor was ghost pepper. By the way, that if any of you out there on the text line, the country pleasing text line, are looking for a name to adopt, you know, we have a lot of people who text in and don't have a name. We call you either unnamed texter or ghost texter. But Ghost Pepper would be a good name for one of y'all, so y'all can adopt that, whoever wants it. But yeah, like it's as hot as you would think, something that is called a Ghost Pepper. That's how hot it is. I loved it. If you ever get like a stuffy nose, just chew on some Ghost Pepper jerky and watch what happens. Everything comes loose. <laughs> I mean, it's just your head will be sweating. I like hot stuff, but there was some normal jalapeno flavor stuff I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I bought some jerky one time beaver off a shelf, like in a gas station. It's just jalapeno flavored jerky. Mm. It was horrible. Yeah, it sounds horrible. It was horrible. 
You know, it was, it was a super artificial jalapeno flavor. And, ugh, kind of turned me against it. Jason, who is a military man living in Flagstaff, Arizona, texts the country pleasing text line. He says essentials for him are flour, meat, canned fruits, and veggies. So I'm looking at it going, okay, I mean, obviously anything can, right? So it's non-perishable. I mean, you put it on the shelf and, and you're good to go as long as you don't run out of it. Canned fruits and vegetables, it's there for the foreseeable. Meat is perishable. You're going to have to have it, get you some protein. But, you know, I mean, you, unless you have a huge freezer, you can't, you can't really store a whole lot. I mean, you just got to have a huge freezer. And then flour. I'm thinking, okay, so flour, what are you going to use? Hmm. What are we going to use the flour for? I don't know. Bully Bill texted me and he said um, that his friend makes candied jalapenos and it's called Cowboy Crack. He says it's great. Cowboy Crack sounds like something... That would cause Jerry Jones to franchise tag Dak Prescott. I'm sorry, I had to. Stick around, we'll wrap it up with you next. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.